0: Welcome to the Level Up Podcast, brought to you by Century 21, the Harrelson Group. Featuring masterminds with real estate leaders, coaches, and influencers, plus eye-opening strategy sessions with up-and-coming agents, you'll learn exactly how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And now let's get to the latest episode of Level Up. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Matt Johnson. We're here with an inaugural bonus episode of Level Up Podcast. We've got Greg Harrelson with us. We've got Mark Martin with us. We're talking about how to convert leads. We're going to cover expires. We're going to talk about buyers. And we're talking about the change that Mark Martin is making in his business for the new year that he's already started on right now. So we'll get to all of that good stuff. First of all, Greg Harrelson, what is up, man?
1: Man, I'm excited to uh, to be here and kick this uh, the the podcast off starting with Facebook Live and and uh, really excited about uh, connecting with Mark. You know, I I've uh, you know you get to know people on Facebook and I know he likes donuts. I think he likes Dr Pepper. He likes race cars. And now I'm just interested to see what the heck he's got going on in real estate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's right, Mark. Welcome to the show. What's up, man?
2: Hey, how are you? Hey, uh, welcome uh, to beautiful central North Central Texas. We're doing 80 miles an hour south headed southbound on I-35. And um, yeah, donuts, Dr Pepper. I got the Dr Pepper right here. There uh, you go. Uh, Road tripping, baby. So, That's right. Good so stuff. So first of yeah, all, tell Greg, everybody yeah. why you're there. Well, so <laughs> so you you know referrals are such an important part of our business, and I was referred. Um, I wanted to put a full exhaust system in the race car, and um, I have a, a new Camaro Z28 that I uh, track. And so, one of the next steps with that car is to put a header, long tube headers, and exhaust and all that. So, um, got a referral from one of my very, very close friends, took it to this guy's shop, um, had the stuff shipped in, guy puts it on, takes forever, Take, took over a month. And, uh, long story short, it, it, it's, it's not done right. Okay. And I was sitting at my computer the other day and he's given me this story about how the manufacturer of the headers and everything says that, well, they had to send another set of headers and they're doing this right. and they're doing that. It's like, it's, it's their fault, right? Yeah. All of a sudden I'm sitting there and I got Facebook, I got dual screens on my desk and I got face gripped and one of my Camaro, Camaro club, uh, Facebook groups pops up a set of headers for sale by this guy. And I'm like, what the hell? Those are my headers. (laughs) The dude was trying to, he took the extra set of headers that were supposed to be being put on my car and was selling them online. So I don't know if he was out of money or what. Mm, so I called the manufacturer and I'm like, I took a screenshot of it. Like, Hey guys, I think you got a problem because my car's, out of whack i'm missing track time and this guy's selling your product online you know for a discount so they they uh it's a very reputable company that the manufactures the headers and everything yeah so they called him got that nipped in the bud um and told me to bring my car up to dallas where they are and they would fix everything for free and and uh put in some some bonus stuff as well so i left at five o'clock this morning dropped the car, trailered the car up there and dropped it all off. And now I'm headed back to Austin.
0: Very cool. So, uh, so for those that uh, might not see <laughs> the, like, I know people see it kind of active in the Legion group here. Um, and just want to thank everybody that's joining Deb and Josh, Caitlin, Tyrone, uh, Juan, Scott. So thanks. Uh, thanks for watching. First of all, guys, but, uh, Mark, give everybody a sense of kind of what your business looks like real quick. And, uh, and then we'll get into the changes that you're making for the new year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So we, um, we're a team of four. I call us a team of four misfits. Um, we're completely <laughs> virtual. We don't go into an office every day. Um, we, I have myself and my business partner handle the listing side of the business. And then I have two buyer's agents um, that, that do an amazing job. And we are in Austin, Texas. Um, so up against some pretty significant competition. Uh, we are the number one team for Remax in all of Central Texas. So we're doing more volume than entire REMAX offices, and um, we this year we will hit uh, right at 40 million. So a million nice. in GCI and 40 million in production.
0: Cool, very very That's cool. That's
2: about 105 homes.
0: Okay, so where, where's the bulk right. of that business coming from? What's the split?
2: So a lot of it, um, so it's shifted over the years and we used to be very, very heavy listing side. I was probably 65% listings, 35% buyers. That has shifted as uh, listings are harder and harder to come by. And um, in Austin, we have about 125 people a day move into Austin. So inventory is extremely tight and and listings are getting tighter and tighter. Um, About, we were heavy on pay-per-click, um, doing big PPC budget and, and generating leads that way. And then I sh- that started um, dying off, and the cost per lead was, was skyrocketing. And so we uh, made a move over to Zillow, and you know there's going to be a percentage of people who don't like Zillow, and that's okay, right. but we're making a killing on it. So it's now over 60% of our business this year was from Zillow, wow. um, buyer and seller.
0: What, what have you accounted. noticed, John, because the knock on that is usually the, um, the the cost versus the conversion rate. So right. for you guys, well, I mean, the, are you saying like a super high lead cost but then super high conversions?
2: Well, I have a I have a little bit different strategy than most people do with Zillow. But my average cost per lead is about $65. Um, the average cost per lead in Austin proper is about $140. Mm-hmm. And um, – we we have spent hundred and twelve thousand dollars out of our pocket on Zillow this year year to date and well the year's almost over um, and we have generated seven hundred and twenty five thousand dollars in gross commission from it so nice. I'm pretty happy with that
0: yeah mm-hmm. okay all right so uh, so fill us in a little bit on where where expired listings comes in and, and what the changes that you're making going into the new year
2: yeah, so Expired's, I've rebuilt my business twice. Um, if you know my story, it, it's basically I lost – well, I started in the business in the year 2000, and I started out with Expired's, trained by the Mike Ferry organization and just prospect, prospect, prospect. And I didn't know any better, and that's what I did, and it worked out great. Um, and then I opened my own brokerage in the mid-2000s, had 160 agents, life was great the recession hit market crashed i crashed with it i'm I'm really uh paraphrasing the story but basically in 2009 early 2010 uh, i was dead broke had no car lived with my mom uh, no money and uh, so i had to i had to do something so i borrowed some money from mom and you know at 45 years old and um got my real estate license reinstated got top producer, got Red X, got a cell phone, started dialing and just calling expireds and FISBOs and started listing properties again um, and building that back up and then doing open houses and doing all the fundamentals. But I've always built my business on listings whenever possible. And so expireds has always been a huge part of that. And so we started building um a list of older expireds And now we've got that list up to about 16,000 expireds over the last 10 years um, that we constantly work. And about 18 months ago, two years ago, actually, exactly two years ago in December, I hired a company called Thousand Calls a Day and um, hired an ISA. Uh, you know, I'm like, hey, man, if I can make 300 dials a day and do pretty good, then it should work really well if I'm making 1,000 dials a day and somebody else is doing it for me. And it started out great, um, set some appointments. They were setting appointments for us. But over time, um, the ROI just dwindled and dwindled and dwindled, and we stuck with it for 18 months at $2,600 a month. And sometimes we had more than one ISA, so we'd be paying over $5,000 a month. Um, but it just was a diminishing return, and we kept running into this language issue um, or understanding issue of what an appointment is. And so, I about a, two months ago we killed that, and I just came to the realization as I I coach agents across the country, I coach for uh, Dirk Seller and Real Estate Champions, and I just realized, you know, as I'm coaching agents and teaching them how to prospect expires, and in my conversations with Dirk, we're like. Dude, nobody's better than I am at this. Why am I not doing it? And so I got back into it a couple of weeks ago just to get my feet wet. I started calling past clients and generating some referral business again and re- you know just re- reaching back out and then I started hitting the expireds last week and this week and we're setting appointments. And it's um, you know getting back to the basics. I don't want to my goal is not to dial a thousand numbers a day, but if I can set three to five listing appointments a week, um, I'm I'm really happy. I can do that in a couple hours a day, then rock and roll. Hmm.
1: You know, Mark, I, I got a, I got a question, Mark. You know, because um, I see this all the time with real estate agents, where you know they uh, go after a shiny object and they kind of leave their core. Now, in your particular case. Uh, you know, there may have been some reasons why you kind of strayed away from your core, but the shiny object, let's call it Zillow, you actually made it work. Like a lot of people don't make those things work. Right. Um, right. But now you're sitting here, I'm, I'm imagining that you're going to continue to do what's working, and now you want to add another layer back on into your business, which is lead gen, you know, from the, for, from the listing standpoint. What do you find is your biggest challenge kind of being away from the listings, and now you're coming back into it and say, all right, I'm going to add this back in. Now, I know you know how to do it, but even though you yeah. may know how to do it, it's probably a challenge to get back in the game.
2: It is because, you know, I was running – two years ago, I was running, you know, three, four, five listing appointments a week, and I was on my game, and I wasn't losing, and the last couple that I've run, I felt myself second-guessing my scripting and everything. I still got the listings, but it was like, man, I feel like I'm having to work too hard for this, so I got to go back and, you know, regroup, and practice makes perfect, and, you know, I'm probably going to be hitting you or somebody else up to to role play a little bit and just go back through that listing presentation because mine's very short. I don't do the hour and a half long listing presentation. Mine's Mm -hmm. about 15, 20 minutes. I want to be in and out and done. And, you know, we're talking numbers and and rock and roll. So so there's a lot of uh, pre-qualifying that goes into that appointment. There's a lot of pre-listing stuff that goes out to set that up. But uh, just you're right, Greg. I mean, getting back into the game and and running appointments, um, I had gotten away from it and I had gotten spoiled with the buyer side and just farming out leads, you know, after we convert them uh, to the buyer's agents. And and I, I got lazy, to be honest. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh.
0: Well sure. what do you think is I mean, setting yeah. aside like the language issue, which we know can potentially be an issue depending on where, you know, where you're at, your your local market area. But set set that aside, when you're talking about just the difference between you, Mark, and that, that person in ISA, what do you think is the difference in in either the skill set or the phrasing or the mentality or the killer instinct, whatever it is that you think it is that's different from you making the calls versus somebody else making the calls?
2: I think it's the absolutely the last thing you just said, the killer instinct. I know mm-hmm. when to pounce and, and I know when in the conversation to go for the appointment. And I I can as an agent versus relying on a unlicensed ISA or a you know or an assistant or somebody making the calls for me, I'm sitting there looking at the old listing, I'm looking at the pictures, I can ask them, Hey, did you actually see your listing on the MLS or in the internet? Did you see those pictures? I mean, do you feel like that was the best representation of your house? You know, and ask those hard questions that an ISA is not gonna ask that. You know, mm-hmm. I know the market, I know the numbers, I know our numbers, and I live it and breathe it. And so, you know, when I, and, and you can probably tell, but I get passionate about it. And so that carries through uh, in, the, in the conversations. And I don't think you can recreate that with a hired gun, basically. Unless they've got that same uh, drive and, and ambition and, and killer instinct that you like you said.
0: So the so the key question, Greg, especially for you, I mean, you're you're essentially running yeah. a, a boiler room of, of agents that are on the phones multiple hours a day prospecting. Can you teach the killer instinct?
1: Can you teach the killer instinct? I tell you what, you can. That I, I would say no, but what you can do is you can expose them. You can you can you can let them kind of experience what it's like to be, to have that killer instinct. In other words, like doing it in front of people for hours and hours and hours, weeks over months, over years, I think people can actually come and and they can pick up on it. So, you know, a killer instinct could be, you know, the, where, where Mark just said, Hey, um, did you happen to see your property in the MLS? That's a script, right? You can easily teach that. But it's really not the words that he used. It was probably his inflection, his tonality, and just the fact that it was instinctive. It was instinctive. So teaching somebody how to use that particular script at that very moment is pretty hard to teach. Teaching somebody that script is very easy. So I think you know, just to kind of dive into and figure out what is the killer instinct, I think it's just the fact that he reacted with that comment. And quite frankly, that script, he could have said 10 other things and probably accomplished just the much uh, – just the same. It wasn't that script. It was the fact that he reacted at, in a timely manner, and I bet you his tonality and his inflection is what really influenced that call to go to a further to, – to go deeper or, and get an appointment.
0: Yeah. Mark, is that I'm yeah, true? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
2: absolutely. And I think for Greg, you know, in that boiler room environment, but what you can also instill, if you can't teach the killer instinct, what you can expose them to is winning and winning mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. deal and winning that appointment and winning and celebrating that when people are excited and happy and part of something that's bigger than them and they're winning, yeah. then, yeah. you know, that is huge. And Um, You know, so we we, we're not all together as a team We're we do everything on chat. We're just we're spread apart. But, you know, we we tease each other. Um, We have a good time. But everybody knows that, you know, we're here to celebrate wins. And it doesn't matter if you wrote a contract or got a listing appointment or you got a referral or whatever. You know, what's what did you do today and and how did we win? and, And and let's celebrate that.
1: And to take it one, one layer deeper, or say to add one more layer on it, I think that people, real estate agents, have a hard time connecting the dots between the actions they're being asked to do and what they're going to and, and what they actually want out of their out of their life or out of their their business. So in other words, there's this goal that they have, but they have a hard time connecting the dots between the the way to get that goal is these particular actions. And so from a coaching standpoint, I think when we can help them connect the dots and when we can say to them, this is what you have to do to get this. And then when not having that, which is that goal that they want, becomes more painful than the activities that they're being asked to do on a daily basis, people actually gain, people actually get the killer instinct right there. The killer instinct is something that I believe comes from when somebody's actions are actually are easier. It's easier to just do what I'm supposed to do than it is to live without what I've been wanting. And when you connect those dots that what I'm doing will get me this, and not having this is more painful than doing this, killer instinct actually comes out.
2: Yeah, I have an exercise that I take my coaching clients through to you know a lot of people are adverse to prospecting and and expireds and you know we we Dirk and I talk all the time I mean we operate in a boring repetitious business we do mm-hmm. the same thing over and over and over again and we make a lot of money doing it but it's not sexy right there's always the bright shiny objects and and a million different people want to take our money to sell us something that's going to do you know what we hate doing but at the end of the day probably nobody's better at it than you are. And so why aren't you doing it? And so a lot of times it comes down to rejection. People hate rejection. So I, you know, I, I have them listen to the book, uh, the audio book, Go For No. And, you know, the, the whole idea that, and Greg uh, McDaniel, I believe, touches on this and some of his stuff, but if once you assign a value to every no and every rejection, if you have a dollar amount that you can assign to that that says, you know, they say, "FU," you, don't ever call me again. I say, thank you. I just made $93, you know, <laughs> then I can go for a lot of no's. And, you know, so for us, our average price is about 350 What um, That's moved up over the years. It used to be about 250 But it usually takes me 25 to 30 contacts to set a listing appointment if I'm calling expireds. And um, so I know what the value of taking that listing is and selling that listing, and how many contacts it takes me to get there. I take that commission amount, divide it by the number of contacts it took me to get to that sale. and, and, and then I can assign a dollar amount per contact. and I have it written up on my board. It's $93. So when you tell me no or if you don't call me again, I just say, thanks next. I just made 93 bucks. Where else can I do that? Where else can I make a phone call and make ninety bucks?
1: I like it. Yep. You right, actually so make about, more yeah. you 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 mm-hmm. make more money off the no's than you do the yeses.
2: Oh absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> time time per time and energy, absolutely. So yeah. mm-hmm. so Grant, right, what's so, uh, what's your team's volume up to now?
1: Well, uh, when you combine the three, the three operations that I'm running right now, we'll do around 400 in, 400 to 450 million is around the range <laughs> where we are right now. And that's including acts, the team in, in Charleston. So we're, awesome. we're getting there. We're not at a billion yet. And so we're quite a ways away from where I'd like to be.
0: All right. So that that's leads Correct. me perfectly into the next question, right? Which is, so Greg, you talked about the pain, the pain of not obtaining the result that you want has to be greater than the pain of doing the activity. So yes. when you reach a level that you guys are at, where for the most part, like your families are taken care of and, and things like that. And, and it, the goals have to be different than just look, if I don't make this call, I might not eat two months from now. Right? So yes. how do you, how do you, make the how do you inflict psychic pain on yourself for not hitting the goals that you set when they're not necessarily linked directly to your livelihood whether you eat whether you feed and clothe your children and your family and stuff like that
1: yeah so that's a great question and let me just start by saying until you start making your goals about something other than yourself you're probably never going to reach high levels not not really reaching like high, high top producer, you know, you know high potential. Okay, so it actually doesn't, it, it's not a, um there's not a progression of when it's all about setting a goal of how much money I can make. And then I wake up one day um, because I've made all this money and now I'm going to start setting goals and being motivated by something different. It's actually, if you would start early on in your career, making your goals about somebody else, you'll actually make more money. Faster. now with that being said here here's the answer to the question. My goal is I want to have I want to create or influence or I, I would say use the term develop I want to develop 30 or more millionaires to come out of my real estate company. okay so when it comes to my real estate company, my, I'm on a mission to develop 30 millionaires. Or more 30 or more millionaires. So when I wake up every day, I'm not waking up trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to get a listing, make a sale so I can add commissions, then add income to my livelihood. I'm waking up every day feeling like I'm, I'm on a mission to make sure that I inspire, lead, develop, influence these agents. in in being able to go and reach their goals, I'm kind of like living vicariously through them. Like I'm the guy that celebrates when they win, not necessarily when I win. I celebrate watching them win, and that never stops. There's always one more person I need to help today. It never stops. So I've figured out how to connect the dots to knowing that for me to get what I want, I've got to help others get what they want. So if I just focus on them, I will be taken care of.
0: I like it. Mark, does that resonate with you?
2: Absolutely. I've got a, one of my buyer's agents. Um, we just bought him an AR-15, because this is Texas, but uh, <laughs> we, we just bought him an AR-15 for Christmas because he eclipsed uh, $200,000 in commissions to himself. He's on a 50-50 split, so that's 200 to us, 200 to him. So a buyer's agent produced $400,000 in GCI, and he's 18 months into the business. And now he wants, yeah, his goal this coming year is to do 400000 to him, which is 400000 to us. And, uh, you know, like Greg said, how do I make Matthew uh, $400,000, you know, which is ultimately 800000 in GCI? How do I create this buyer's agent animal? You know, how do I feed it? And um, so you know, it's not just leads; it, it's it's opportunities in getting him bigger and better and better deals and better clients. And you know, how do we target those people? And you know, how do we move him? Now he's doing some farm and ranch, um, so bigger deals, further out. The guy will drive anywhere, so we're we're going out into pockets. So one of my uh, one of my new little tricks on Zillow is you know everybody's worried about cost per lead. But there are a lot of markets in Texas where I can buy the entire zip code three hundred percent market share, so all three spots on the Zillow next to the listing are me, right for ten dollars a month
1: what
0: yeah <laughs> what because because they're rural rural they're rural
2: areas right yeah, well, it only takes one, yeah, so. So we're now. I'm in probably 20 different zip codes that I pay 10 bucks a month for that are scattered throughout, you know, Central Texas, probably a hundred, 200 mile radius. But he'll drive out there. But if somebody clicks on a million and a half dollar ranch, they're only getting me. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. so we've already. Uh, he wrote a $750,000 contract last week on one of those $10 zip codes. I just started doing this. And literally within two weeks, we put one under contract. So, you know, I'm always looking for ways. How do we how do we beat the beast, right? How do I make the highest ROI? Because everything we do, it doesn't matter if it's listings, buyers, past clients, fear. If you're investing money in those legs of your business, you've got to get a return. What's your ROI? And so I'm always looking at. You know, for us as we coach agents, and Greg's doing the same thing with his his people, we're looking at how do we make you the most profitable agent, not necessarily the most volume, or even the most commissions, but the most profit. How do we make you the most profitable agent that we can? And so, that's all based on ROI. And you know, so we're yeah. looking at that, that constantly. But you know, Matthew is he's an anomaly, but but the dude's on fire and he loves it. And he has zero, you know, he has his MLS dues and his gas and he's, he's already uh, brought to his family over $200,000 this year. So you're making millionaires. I'm making quarter millionaires and, and I'm working my way up to you. So. (laughs)
1: <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> well, in the, in
0: the last couple of minutes we have left, Greg, I, I think there's a lot of people that are in this position because uh, the other side of this is the buyer side, right? So, you did, um, you did a really great hangout, I think, last, sometime last year about how to scale up a buyer lead business. Uh, do you want to give people just a few bullet points on if they're finding themselves in that spot where they're pretty much exclusively a buyer's agent? Maybe they're on somebody's team. How do you scale up? How do you get more done? How do you work with more people, uh, higher price point people, whatever the case is, to, uh, to make more money as a buyer's agent?
1: Are you talking to Mark or to me? To you. Yeah. I, quite frankly, I don't remember that call. <laughs> that that, <laughs> that hangout. I'm typically. It was a, guy a real geeks
2: t- hangout. It yeah. was
1: okay. Got it. I don't yeah. even remember. Can you remind me what I said? <laughs> you probably had 50,000 views. You know. It's a little... Yeah.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Oh no, my no. God. That's funny.
1: You know that was it. I, I may just be blinking. I can't remember. I'm sorry. If you will cue me up on something, I might be yeah, able to exactly. run with it. I apologize to all those that are out there. But at least you know I'm authentic. I'm just. That's I'm right. Telling it, that's I'm right. The truth. Well, Mark,
0: give it. Give Stanford.
2: us a. Uh, you, you... For me, for me, Matt, that's going to be yeah. systems. Yeah. Right. These buyers I have idea agents what that today. what means by systems. Yeah. So we have as rainmakers, as your team leader, has got to be making it rain. And some teams, actually a lot of teams, they're spending a lot on lead generation, but they're just shoving off those leads to the buyer's agents and expecting the buyer's agents to convert. And then they have them, you know, they require them to call through the database and prospect and all that and look for old stuff. But the the, the team leader, I believe, has to make it rain, and nobody's better at conversion than typically that person. So. So for me, we're always looking at how do we either create or buy the best systems possible out there so that we have the highest opportunity to convert. If I can take my conversion rate from 4% to 6% over the course of a year, that's um, 250 times 12, that's 3,000 leads. If I can increase that 2%, Two percent. What's that? Uh, sixty deals. Goodness. That's an extra sixty deals yeah. for my buyers agents, right? So, so I'm always looking at conversion rates and how do we, how do we, be better for our buyers agents? You know, whether it's follow up, boss. I, my, my newest find is a, a texting service called Get Riley um, that we just turned on. That is. Runs 24/7, so we're texting leads at two o'clock in the morning. We found that 25% of our leads, uh, we're getting 250 to 300 leads a month. 25% of those were coming in after hours and not getting responded to until the next day. Now we're responding to them at two o'clock in the morning using Riley, and our conversion rate is is spiking. So it's just more conversations, getting deeper, nurturing, and 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 again, back to the expired thing, same thing with buyer's agents. You have to know when to pounce. When is that buyer ready to engage? How can you assist them? And and when is it time to either set up a buyer consultation with them and get a buyer rep agreement signed or take them out and show them properties? One of the things that we work on constantly is getting the buyer's rep agreement signed. And I meet very, very few buyer's agents who can tell me or explain to me properly what buyer agency is and why a buyer should sign a buyer representation agreement. And to Mm -hmm. me, that's the weakest link in our business on the buyer side because you can't count that. Greg, I don't know if you do them or not, but for me, I can't count a buyer as part of my pipeline. I can't count on them buying anything until I've got them committed to us through a buyer's rep agreement. You know, if you're not, one of my favorite sayings with our buyers is, and you know, we, we get a buyer on the phone, and we're going through that conversation, we use LP Mama, and one of the last things I say is, you know, Mr. Buyer, my team and I are committed to working with the buyers that are committed to working with us. Okay. So I know you've registered on multiple sites, you're getting hounded by multiple agents. Let's meet for coffee tomorrow at 10. I'm going to go through buyer agency. I'm going to explain to you how everything works. There's no cost to you, but you need somebody working for you. Does that make sense? And they say, yep, and we typically go sign a buyer's rep. So, you know, it's a, and then I can count them in my pipeline. Just saying that you've got a bunch of leads in your back end of your CRM, that's not a pipeline. That's just dead weight. Yeah,
1: so, and I think you know. Matt, that's one of the things that I, I I started to recall the Real Geeks Hangout that we did in the past. One of the things was about lead identification. So what we're what we have here is we have an issue, especially buyers agents, buyers agents or anybody that's focusing on buyers has the ability to generate a massive amount of leads in a very short period of time. It only takes opening up your wallet or pulling out your purse and spending a little bit of money. So lead generation. Is really so diluted it's 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 very very simple to generate leads so I look at it when it comes to capture like lead capture I think lead capture is insignificant uh, these days because capturing a lead is almost it's done for us okay but what's really important is there's gold there's so many gold nuggets in people's databases right now they just don't know it. I think real, realistically and i've done some back testing in databases that we've had ourselves in in, in our um, in our office so I know these numbers to be true for our databases. okay We will go back through and had I had call teams go in and look at all of our old databases and we found that the people that were marked as dead or not ever doing anything, um, three years later, two to three years later, there was about a 5 to 6% um, rate of, of conversion of those people actually doing deals. So let's just say that you're a great buyer's agent, and, and, and I'm talking about a great buyer's agent in across the country would be a 3% conversion. Now, I know Mark's got double that. But the reality is people say the average is around 3%. Absolutely not. The average in, 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 in this country is probably less than 1%. So if you have a 3% and you're really counting everything that you've captured, you're, you're, that's phenomenal. Okay. So the key is, though, is I actually believe that if you were at 3%, there's an additional 5 to 6% that you think is never going to do anything because of what they said on the phone but they just weren't ready at that time so we didn't want to hang around with them for a year but then after a year after 18 months they came back into the market so we have the buyers uh, uh, the buyer agency side they have so many opportunities but where they're challenged is 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 being able to stay in communication and follow up for a full 12 to 18 months we used to just get a sign call take the sign call, go out and show property. And they, people, when we actually got the sign call, you know, 15 years ago, that was when people were ready to buy and they called the sign. Now we capture them from the internet. Now that instead of being 20 days out from buying, they're 18 months out from buying. So in order to scale a buyer business and take it to the next level, you've got to have some lead identification systems. You've got to be able to put them into what I call a smart CRM. Now, most people know that I I use Infusionsoft, I call that a smart CRM because I can throw people into Infusionsoft, they're not interested in doing anything right now, but then all of a sudden they're getting our drip emails and then a year later they start engaging, watching videos or, or looking, reading articles that we're writing and we're starting to get these alerts that ping us, they text us or they call or they email us and says, hey, John Doe was put in your database 18 months ago and they, he's now watched this video on how to negotiate a, a, a lower price on uh, when making an offer in real estate. So he watches some video on that. Now all of a sudden, my agent has totally forgot about John Doe. This is 18 months out when they captured this lead. But now all of a sudden, my agent gets an alert, says, "Hey, John Doe's engaging again." So now John Doe he gets he rises to the top, and we make sure we call that person. So I think that's where scaling is. You've got to be able to use smart CRMs, intelligent CRMs that can identify the opportunities that you feel are in that dormant database. There's opportunities in those dead databases that we're just not paying attention uh, to, and it's because the agents don't have their own personal – enough personal time, uh, personal bandwidth to be able to capitalize on that. They have to use technology or marketing automation for things like that. That's where I think scaling comes in.
0: Yeah, I like it. So Mark, how does, uh, are you guys doing some of those things with follow boss Does that, does it track? Does it have some lead scoring capabilities that you guys are using? Uh, me? Mm-hmm.
2: Talking to me, you yeah. Mentioned, yeah you, you mentioned using follow yeah, yeah. so boss right? Yep, so I'm, we use follow a boss, we use smart lists, so I'm always watching. And I want to give you guys a quote that one of my mentors gave me about three years ago that, that encapsulates this very well. You write this down. There is more business inside your business than there is yeah. outside of your business. Now think about yeah. that. All of us have databases. All of us have contact lists, all of us have past clients, all of us have Sphere. But if we don't go back in and look for that 5% that Greg's talking about, I send out an email every 30 days to my entire database of uh, leads all the way back four or five years. We've got, I don't know, five or 6,000 leads in our back end of our follow-up bus. Every month they get an email, are you still looking for a home in the Austin area? and we're going to get we'll get back a sample size that says nope, we decided not to move. Okay, great. We changed their tag. We get it back some that say yes, we bought with another agent. Oh, I got to love those, right? But <laughs> yeah. but that yeah. just says I sucked and the other agent was better. So we got to get And I better. Be,
1: and I bet and, you I bet you that was I bet you that's somewhere in the range of one point five to one point eight percent. I bet you that's what that yep. is. If he goes in and, and pulls his old
2: databases. It's that much. Yep. Yep. It's huge. And so, you know, what if five thousand people in the database, what's what's one percent of that? That's fifty deals. Who doesn't want to do fifty deals? They're sitting there inside our database. We just have to go find them.
1: And, and what's so, your average your average commission check is what? um
2: 11,000 okay
1: so 50 deals is 550 thousand dollars right uh, sitting there right now in your database yeah yep. so I, I, and i'm mine's the same and probably most of the people that have databases they're experiencing the same thing and i agree it's a lot easier just to attack what you already have than it is to go try to figure out how well, and more. so
2: many, you know, everybody, I just, it kills me when I'm on these forums and groups and all this stuff and everybody's, hey, I'm getting 500 leads a month. Hey, I'm getting 700 leads a month. I'm getting what? That's awesome, dude. But how many are you actually selling? Because you probably should dial that back into something that you can manage. I have a rule. Our buyers agents don't get more than 25 to 30 leads a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. They can't yeah. physically handle more than that and keep up with it, because six months in, now they're looking at 150 leads that they've got in their database that they're working, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. So we're constantly churning that and culling out with those reminder emails of, hey, are you still looking for a home in the Austin area? Because we're going to lose a certain percentage. We're, you know, they're registering on multiple agents' websites. Um, I I uh, was able to, um, I got invited to join another group here in town, and we went through some due diligence, and we decided not to do it, and the door's still open, and, you know, we, we love each other. But I was able to look inside their business, and, and I saw just a small sample of their CRM. In, in, a, in a small sampling of 70 leads that they shared with us, 19 of those 70 were also in my database, oh yeah um, they had registered yeah. on multiple agents databases yeah So yes. I'm working them he's working them somebody's gonna get them you just gotta so let be me throw to something the out there
1: let me throw something out there on this note because I kind of had a uh, to uh, this in my notes on maybe talking about this just real briefly everybody's got the same leads We all have the same leads. I bet you I've got somebody in my database that's in Mark's database. It's just likely that it's the case, right? Um, So here's what we've got to do. We have got to figure out, and I believe multi-channel marketing is going to be one of the things that helps us with this. But we've got to figure out how to convert our leads into our audience. That's the difference. See, everyone's got the same leads. But not everybody converts – not everyone's has leads that, I, that they could actually call their audience. So your database would be made up of leads, but the people in your database that are engaging with your content is your audience. So it's not about growing your leads. It's about growing your audience. We don't need more leads. We need to make more of our leads our audience. We need our more a higher percentage of the leads that we already have need to be our audience. They need to see us as an authority. And then when we start, the conversion, when we're communicating to our audience, is so many times better than our conversion when we're, just con- when we're trying to convert leads. So in the future, you're probably going to hear me talking about this because this is where my mind is right now. My mind is capturing leads is easy. The key is converting leads into your audience because the conversion factor on when you're communicating to your audience goes through the roof. That's where the money is. Wow. Good stuff. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, I can't think of a better way than the mic drop that just took place for us to right. uh, to, to end the live broadcast. Oh. <laughs> that was really good, Greg, seriously.
1: That's- All right. Uh, great. Uh, hey, can you remind you remind me that I said that next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: Don't worry, that, that'll be in the notes. We'll we'll have that. We'll have that for you so <laughs> you actually remember. That was awesome. All right. So first of all, thanks, Mark, for joining us. I appreciate you going out of your way and being yes. prepared. And like the uh the yeah. setup that you have there is is pretty slick. Uh we we all love that. That was, that was pretty awesome that you're able to join us from yeah. the road. But we yeah. really, really thank yeah. you. Uh so first of all, how do people send you uh referrals and reach out to you for coaching and just to connect with you?
2: Yeah. Um email address is Mark. Martin online at gmail.com. They can just Facebook message me. My profile is public, just Mark Martin. Um, you know, not Mark Martin, the race car driver, but the other one. Yeah, I was gonna say Mark Martin Remax, uh, I think,
0: is the easy way to find you.
2: Yeah, there you go. And, um, yeah, I mean, the coaching's going great. I've got about 25 coaching clients right now. I love that. Great way to share and give back, but also learn. And, and learn what's going on in other people's markets and lives and, and really help them, you know, and, and we have a my girlfriend and I have a goal of 50 doors in the next five years. You know, we want to start buying investment properties and, you know, creating that that wealth piece that Greg alluded to creating millionaires. Um, so there's you know a lot of things we work on. Um, and, you know, Greg and I have a call tomorrow to to go over some stuff. Yep. There's I'm a firm believer there are no secrets in real estate. It's what you apply and what you do that's going to create the outcome for you. It's the actions that you take. I tell my 19-year-old son all the time, you can tell me everything you want, but it's your actions that speak louder than the words, right? So we got to take the massive levels of action to make things happen. Greg, it's been a pleasure being with you, man.
1: Yeah, I look forward to to, uh, collaborating with you tomorrow. I think some good things will come out of that conversation for sure.
0: And then, uh, Greg, how do people reach out and connect with you?
1: You know, the simplest way to reach out to me is just gregherlson at uh, gmail.com, of course. And then I'm uh, readily available through Facebook, and I use Facebook Messenger. I think, Matt, you probably are starting to convince me to use Facebook Messenger quite a bit, and that's probably going to be bigger than texting in in, uh, the next couple of years. Mm -hmm. But either way, just directly message me through Facebook or hit my uh, gregherlson at gmail account.
0: Yeah. And uh, so the reason that we're doing the live broadcast today is that Greg's new podcast Level Up uh, officially hit iTunes late, late last night and into this morning. So you guys can search for that. Uh, there are some uh, similar name podcasts in other fields. Uh, so make sure to type in Level Up Greg Harrelson if you're looking for it on your podcast app or the iTunes store. That's the easiest way to subscribe. The uh, the first episode that we did, if anybody has seen the Facebook group or the Facebook post uh, with the clip from Haas Pratt, that is the first episode that's released. That was a Phenomenal phenomenal episode with him. He had uh, some really great things to share. Uh, and so that's like 30, 35 minutes uh, of content with Haas. So that's up on iTunes right now. This broadcast was actually so phenomenal. We'll also be taking that and putting it into an episode. This will end up being episode three. So you guys can go back and listen to the recording of this and the audio version will be on iTunes and the whole nine yards. So uh, for until now, uh, besides subscribing on iTunes, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel under Level Up Podcast. Uh, you can go like the Facebook page and get all the updates and all that good stuff. For So anyway, We'll wrap it up there. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate it. Thanks to everyone. I appreciate you guys holding strong and and, uh, commenting and talking to each other in the comments. We really appreciate that here on Facebook Live and everybody else. We'll see you on the next episode.